Good evening. This is the Voice of America in Washington. Welcome to another edition of Reporters Roundtable. I'm Douglas Simpugam. This evening we talk about the seeming thawing of relations between Rwanda and Uganda. And with us tonight is uh, Nelly Mora Nyangororam. He's a Nairobi-based journalist. Uh, Nelly, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Douglas. You're very much welcome. And joining us from Durban, South Africa, is a regular panelist, Suleiman Mugula. He's a, an independent political analyst. Uh, uh, good evening, Suleiman. Good evening, Douglas. Thank you very much for inviting me. You're very much welcome. As I said, we're looking at regional cooperation in the South African region, but looking first at the thaw- seeming thawing of relations between Uganda and Rwanda. Uh, recently in January, Rwanda reopened a border crossing with Uganda that was shattered heavily nearly three years ago, even as tensions rise between the Central African neighbors, fueled by accusations of espionage and support of each other's dissidents. Uh, this uh, resumption of, nas- of, of opening of the border, maybe many believe, will lead to the resumption of normal trade at the two countries' borders crossing, and is potentially much-needed uh, impetus, according to some, for jump-starting regional economies battered by effects of COVID-19 containment measures. Uh, let me start in South Africa, uh, uh, Suleiman. Uh, these are two neighboring countries, brotherly countries, they say, members of the South African community, but their quarrels never seem to end. Uh, this thawing of relations may be, may, might help. It is very unfortunate because basically two countries should not actually even squabble. Because, number one, they are both landlocked countries. Number two, they have got bloody relations. You find Rwandese are in Rwanda, but they are also Rwandese in Uganda. And it's very even very difficult to differentiate the Rwandese from Uganda and the Rwandese from Rwanda itself. So basically, we are talking of blood relations. Thirdly, the the principles involved who are a major factor in this conflict, that is uh, Mr. Museveni and uh, Mr. Kagame. Both of them are comrades. They fought together in a war which overthrew a government in Uganda. They took power. Kagame was, um, was, uh, was one of the soldiers who, who was one of the first batch of Ugandan soldiers who led the country within seven before he decided, we decided together with some of his colleagues to proceed to Rwanda and then cause genocide uh, fast forward to where we are now. So there is no reason why the two countries should squabble, the two leaders should squabble. No one knows, but it is a question maybe of egos, but I, I think it is not supposed to be there. And it is very costly, both economically to both countries and then even socially to both peoples who are involved. So it is a very unfortunate situation. I see. Uh, Nelly, uh, Rwanda is um, actually a member of the South African community. Uh, both okay, Rwanda and Uganda are members of the regional trade bloc East African community alongside Kenya, Tanzania, Burundi, and South Sudan. How is the, how do they, what's the reaction in Kenya when they see these neighboring countries? As Suleiman says, both landlocked. They depend on the ports in Mombasa and Kenya. 
uh, what's the people's reaction over there? Uh, indeed, just like someone said, it's unfortunate because uh, we see that uh, these are uh, events that seek to derail the integration uh, because uh, uh, when we have countries that are within the East African community uh, squabbling like that, closing the border for each other, you know, even Burundi has also uh, had a thief and closed its border on the other side. Uh, all these uh, work to a road gains made towards regional integration and and by by such kind of events we see that uh, certain milestones are delayed for instance the region had uh, planned to have a common currency uh, come next year late next year 2023 november having uh, uh, ratified the the east africa common uh, the east africa monetary union protocol uh, in 2013 and given itself 10 years to progressively converge into a single currency uh, and also to achieve political confederation by political federation by also the same time so when we, with this, they can't, the, the member states within that uh, integration uh, are, are closing their borders uh, this also makes uh, the issue of common market become a challenge because you are restricting the free flow of people, you're restricting the flow of goods, you are creating hostilities that cannot bring you to even discuss anything. And, and uh, then, we, then at the same time you meet and say we are together uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a community. It, it, it's just uh, hot air, I mean, to say, as, as, so, as to describe it, because you cannot be saying we are together and in your actions, you you are, you are showing a lot of mistrust because uh, Burundi was accusing Rwanda of uh, uh, keeping or, or giving refugee status to those people who uh, staged a coup there. Uh, Rwanda is accusing uh, Uganda of espionage. R Uganda on the other side is accusing Rwanda of keeping rebels. So uh, all these kind of accusations and counter accusations are not working towards the uh, success of the regional integration. Yeah, and that some people, it's actually, it's actually the people that suffer in the long run because uh, the leaders may squabble, but the people have different agenda. Because recently, for instance, there was a confusion at the Kenya-Uganda border where truckers, uh, trucks were couldn't move, and then that led to the rise of the cost of uh, petrol in Uganda. Uh, these things uh, nearly seems to be cutting across the block, the whole block. Indeed, it is uh, because uh, when when uh, when uh, this uh, happens, uh, even goods that are ferried across the borders are stuck, and uh, this uh, has a trickle down effect on the people and the economy, and even on the cost of living. And it's not only restricted to even Uganda and Rwanda. We saw that uh, at the height of uh, COVID-19, sometime early last year, uh, Tanzania had also the same kind of problems with Kenya. Uh, at some point, uh, Kenyan products were bad. Even the flight uh, into Tanzania uh, from Kenya was stopped just because of the, the usual kind of uh, tensions that are there that are exhibited by the leaders. And perhaps this also uh, stems from the that uh, when we look, when we talk about the regional integration, uh, the people 
and are not in it. They, they, it's not a people-centered initiative. Uh, hmm. The summit makes decisions without carrying the people along. So the people only come in when they are suffering because they're, they're directly the ones who suffer from this conflict. They're the ones who freely trade across the border. So when they just up there, it is them who feel the pinch. So the people only come to feel the pinch and the pain from the decisions made by the by their leaders. Suleiman, uh, Trunelli's point there, indeed it's the people, because the people are virtually one people, because they, 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 they are people in Uganda, across the Uganda-Kenya border, who are the same people across the, both, both boundaries. And as when these measures are taken, it's the people, people's trade and welfare that suffers. Actually, what is happening in the region is that uh, apart from sharing the name the East African community. The East African community which collapsed in 1997 is far different from the East African community which was re-established in 1999. It is, it, the, the resemblance is only in symbolism. Otherwise, there is a lot of difference. One, as you have said, the people have got no problem. The people are related. The people would like open borders to move between the, 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 the countries all over East Africa, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, Burundi, there is relation with even Southern Sudan. So the ordinary people have no problem. The, prob- the missing link there is the leadership. For 30 years, ever since there was a change of leadership in Uganda, when Museven came to power, then a branch of came Kagame, then we had him Kuroziza that side, there has been restlessness in the region. We can comfortably say we have never had leaders with the same vision. They are all different leaders. One of the aspects has been militarism. You find that Museven, Kagame, Kruzi, the one in Burundi, they are, we have got military leaders who, are, who, who have got a military mindset, while in the other countries like Kenya and Tanzania, we have got people who are civilian. So, first of all, on the, at the political level, there is no similarity. They are different. Poli- they are running different policies. They don't seem to understand one another. There seems to be egos. In the long run, their personal interests sub- supersede the interests of their citizens. That is why there is restlessness all over, and that is why it is so difficult to settle them. As Nelly has said, one, once in a while you find borders closing between uh, Kenya and Tanzania. That one is because of maybe the different ambitions of the different leaders. But the, the ones of the militarism, the one of southern Sudan, Uganda, Rwanda, Burundi, that one, it has been a chronic problem of leaders themselves, but not people. Uh, Nelly, maybe to that extent, the community can't integrate when you have divergent uh, governance uh, systems. As Suleiman points out, in some countries, uh, the leaders are everything. The leader that says everything, they are like monarchs. In others, you have to consult parliament, you have to do what, there's some checks and balances. Uh, true, we have uh, different uh, systems of 
government and, and perhaps uh, maybe we can just say we're at different levels of democracy in the region uh, we, we have uh, we could be sharing the same systems but uh, we have uh, because of perhaps uh, other issues that are related to the how we achieved our independence uh, the, how we got our first start economically have affected how we operate for instance kenya is going to be like uh, superpower within the region and uh, even uh, most of the trade and the, the exports are from Kenya into the region into Uganda to Tanzania uh, things like fuel manufacturing uh, even even labor and uh, education the, the, the Kenya seems to be having an advantage and, and, and this has placed it in a way in a place where the others especially Tanzania is not very comfortable with uh, the aggressiveness of how of Kenya, and uh, when we look at uh, uh, Uganda, uh, it's landlocked and it has to rely on Kenya. It does not feel comfortable relying on Kenya for certain issues. So we see that all these have, have played in derailing uh, the success of the integration and efforts to have uh, a common market and even a common currency. I see. Well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Reporters Roundtable, and we're coming to you from The Voice of America in Washington. Tonight we're looking at uh, East Africa integration and uh, recent uh, thawing of relations between Uganda and Rwanda. Our panelists are uh, Suleiman Mgula, an independent uh, political analyst in, based in Durban, South Africa, and Nelly Mora Nyangorora, a Nairobi-based independent journalist, and I'm your host, uh, Douglas Impuga, here in Washington. Uh, Suleiman, uh, this uh, erratic uh, behavior among some of the leaders in the, in the continent, uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, emphasize, not, to, 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 to re-emphasize the point, are not helping the people. Yeah. For instance, there was a plan uh, that had been agreed, and Nelly will talk, speak to this one later, to have a, a, an oil pipeline from Uganda through Kenya to Mombasa. Mm. When there was a quarrel between the two leaders, they diverted the pipeline to a longer route uh, to Dar es Salaam, mm-hmm. through Tanzania. Those kinds of irrational decisions don't help the economies, do they? And that is precisely one of the problems which the people of East Africa are facing. They are being governed by different characters with different uh, policies, with a different mindset. In Uganda, you are talking of a pseudo-democracy or almost an an elected monarch. So it is so difficult for a monarch to deal with unelected leaders. The things in Uganda depend on one man, whereas in Kenya, it is a process through parliament, through certain levels of of governance systems. So it is very difficult when one has made an agreement with a monarch who sits on his own with his small team, or with his family and decides on issue. So there are a lot of erratic decisions which are taken. It is not only the pipeline, but you also recall there was the issue of the of the railway line, which also where they made agreement, uh, Kenya did its part, the Ugandan part has never been done up to now. So those are some of the things which is a problem of the leadership. So you find that there are lots of problems in the region which as regards the leadership, there is competition within the leaders themselves. They are of different nature. 
different backgrounds, political, social, and economic. And then you have got the difference in countries, as Neri has said. They, when they were restating them, they were on different economic and social development. So there is also that competition. You find one is far ahead, the other one. So they, 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 are, they, are not, they don't trust one another. Sometimes it is envy, sometimes it's just mere competition. So you'll find a lot of erratic decisions which are taken, which makes it very difficult to integrate this economy. In short, the, the integration of the community is there, is more in words than in practice. That is why you find most of the, thing, the things they do, there is forward and back movement, forward and back movement because of the different systems which are in the region. Uh, Nelly, to that point, uh, what do you t- what's your take? Uh, the people, the ones that are, they say, when the elephants fight, the grass that suffers. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and and uh, taking it up from where I've left it, is that uh, you know that uh, the, the issue of that uh, rail line and oil pipeline, uh, President Kenyatta, when he took power in 2013, he was very excited and, and, and uh, wanted to have a, a link that will have the East African economy opened up, and, and he, he came up with this uh, thing called the coalition of the willing. Why that uh, failed is because Tanzania was not included, but Uganda and Rwanda, and even South Sudan at some point were roped into this deal. And this line was to come from Mombasa and uh, come through uh, Kampala into Kigali and later to Juba and even find its way to DRC. So having that kind of uh, pipeline and, and, and rail line was going to be very uh, good at integrating because there was going to be a direct, uh, a, a direct uh, infrastructure that links the, 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 the countries within the, the, partner state, the member states. But because Magufuli was not involved, the late President Magufuli, or Tanzania to be precise, then that deal did not go through because Tanzania decided to entice Uganda with a cheaper deal. And, and, and because, uh, it, 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 because of Uganda again feeling that uh, perhaps this other deal, of the Kenyan deal was a bit costly and with the usual tensions and mistrust, it went to, uh, with, the, with Tanzania. And, 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 you, and Rwanda also pulled out of the standard gauge railway. So this kind of suspicion, mistrust, you agree on something, then you go back and start thinking and you, you reneged on it. So all this has, is working uh, against uh, opening up the East Africa economy. And in the long run, it affects the people in, in those members, member countries. Uh, Suleiman, earlier you referred to the difference between the old com- community and the, the current one. Maybe it was not a good idea to... To 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 th- talk of integrating the economies, uh, one passport, uh, single uh, the economies, and all that, without looking at the political leadership first, because now the each leader has his own policies and his own preferences and his own uh, likes and dislikes. In that situation, you can't integrate the others, the economy and others, when the leadership is opposed. Precisely, Douglas, and they are finding it very difficult to integrate, very difficult even to agree on the simplest on the simplest policy. For example, one-stop 
border uh, policies. They are even failing to, to implement that one. Even accepting, as we have said, accepting free movement of goods and services. They cannot. They have got lots of non-tariff barriers. It, it was a mistake. It, it was premature. They never looked at so many factors. They should have looked at so many factors. The level of development. Are the countries at par? The 1977 um, East African community, when they were starting it, they were almost at par. The political belief, the political principles who were involved, the Kenyatta, the, the Obote, those were people, the Nyerere, they were almost from the same stable. You are now having apples and oranges. You are having t totally different people. As Nelly has said, uh, uh, Kenyatta, uh, President Uhuru Kenyatta is a, is a groomed politician, is a career politician, groomed, brought up, Slowly, he has grown up from the ranks of politics. These ones are gunmen. So it is so difficult to merge the two. So you cannot have an integration. Not only that, we have talked about the, the railway, we have talked about the, 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 the oil pipeline. Remember, there is also the, 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 the economic partnership agreement with the European Union. It has been there to, since 2014 where Europe wanted to make a, a, an economic partnership agreement with East Africa. Tanzania blocked it. Up to the present day, they have not ag accepted to sign that agreement. And that agreement cannot take force because European Union wanted to, to make an agreement with the East African community as a block. So you find that almost on every factor which you look at, you find that the countries because of the difference in leadership, because of the difference in the political system, because of the difference in the policies, because of the difference in the level of development, you find that the countries have got little in common, but a lot in difference. That is why it is very, it will, it is very difficult to have an integration. And there is much doubt whether they can really have an integration. Uh, Nelly, to you too, because uh, without uh, harmonizing the uh, political governance of those individual countries, can we see the integration of the of the of the of the region? I, I highly doubt that that will be possible because one of the main undoings of this integration is that uh, the people have never been carried along. There is less citizen awareness about this East African community. Even its objectives are not known to the, the people in those member countries. And when you leave people behind, then you will not be able to eliminate the uh, issues of nationalism. I'm a Kenyan first before I'm an East African. And when you have those kind of of feelings amongst the people, then it is going to be very hard even to achieve political integration. Uh, Suleiman, the South African regional bloc compared to others like Sadak, like ECOWAS in West Africa, has been more more important than them because at least those other ones, there's something that they try at least to work as a group and even solve some political issues. For instance, ECOWAS has been trying. That can't happen in the South African region. The, the militarism cannot allow the East African region to, to, to integrate. Militarism and the competition and the, uh, the pseudo-nationalism, which uh, 
uh, Nelly is talking about that uh, Tanzania, for example, seems to be alone. Uh, it has got its own policies. It is so uh, specific. It knows what it wants and how it wants it. Kenya is more advanced, is a big brother, and the others feel Kenya is throwing its weight around. The others are military men. They, they are leaders by accident. They do what they want. They are monarchs. They, are, they don't have any rules. They don't follow any rules. They follow their hearts. They do what they want. As a result, their economy are in, a, in, in autopilot. So the, you, you cannot compare the economy of Uganda with that one of, of Kenya. So how do you integrate the two economies where you have got an autopiloted economy with an economy which is well built, which is well planned, which has got system, which are working. They may have faults, they may have their problems, but they are not as endemic as the ones in those militaristic and the monarch uh, governments in the other part of the, of the region, of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the space. So there is no way and it is growing harder and harder. The last part, which is going to be a problem, that soon now, President Uhuru Shinyata is going away. We are going to get a new leader on the block. So we don't know who is going to come in Kenya. And he will come also, he will be another person. Then the characters, we don't know whether the characters will fit into the other characters. If he's repulsive, then it will even become worse for the region. So there is little, there is little to expect from the region compared to other regions we have managed to have some successes. This one is a dead, it is a sick, a sick man of Africa. Are you saying this community arrangement will, will follow the example of the last one that collapsed? Very briefly. Suleiman. No doubt about it. it. It has to corrupt. Actually, for this one, it collapsed a, <laughs> a long time ago. It is only existing by the emotionalism of the people. Otherwise, mm -hmm. the, the, the community as a functional institution, it is not there. Uh, so, Nelly, Nelly, your last, last word. Uh, do you see any future in this one, this community, community or what, what's your take? I, I feel like there's no deliberate commitment towards uh, any of those protocols that uh, they have agreed on. And uh, even the fact that many of these member states belong to other member regional groupings like SADC, COMESA, IGAD, and uh, even uh, ICGRR, that is the International Conference of Great Lakes Region Conference. So all uh, this multi uh, multiple membership and, and their actions and the, this border, the continuous border issues, border conflict, uh, are, are all signs that uh, no one is really committed. Uh, they could just be having an integration on paper, but they're not really keen on uniting and having a common currency or coming together in towards or working towards that political federation. All the signs are that they're working against it. So, in short, you are saying it may in soon that that committee may cease to exist. It may exist. Yeah, there is no political will. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Huh? They, they, it will not achieve. It will not achieve uh, the, the milestones it, it seeks to achieve 
the next year. That I is see. political federation and a common currency by 2023. I because see. all the signs are there that they are not working towards those efforts. I see. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. We'll keep revisiting the region to see what goes on there. And that wraps up this edition of Reporters Roundtable. Thanks to my, to, uh, my panelists, Suleiman Mugula, an independent political analyst based in South Africa. Uh, Suleiman, thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. And thank you, Nelly Mora Nyongorora, a Kenyan independent journalist who joined us from Nairobi, Kenya. Nelly, thanks as usual. It's a pleasure. You're very much welcome. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Reporters Roundtable. A reminder, you can access the program by going to our main website. And until next week, I'm your host, Douglas Simpuga, wishing you all the best. Stay informed and up to date. Monday through Friday at 3.30 and 17.05 UTC with VOA's International Edition. Our correspondents bring you the news from around the globe, plus we delve into the context of the day's biggest stories with interviews with experts that place the story into context to understand why it matters. VOA's International Edition, your best source for news and information. Greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Sonny Young, host of the Sunny Side of Sports. Tune in right here, Mondays through Fridays at 1630 and 1830 UTC for an action-packed 30-minute program of African, American, and international sports highlights.